It's not that easy being green. Having to spend each day the color of the leaves. Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am Paul Caputo, SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent, broadcasting live, as always, from the Helmet Sunday Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. We're talking today about one of my all-time favorite minor league brands. This one is so much fun. It just embodies minor league fun here. It's the Everett Aqua Sox High A affiliate, now High A of the uh, affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. Used to be the short season single A affiliate of the Mariners, but that level, that classification doesn't exist anymore. Later on in this episode, I'll be joined by Aqua Sox general manager, Danny Tetzloff. And then a first for Baseball by Design, an interview recorded live at the ballpark. I'll be joined by Baseball by Design wildlife consultant, Ranger Amy Burnett. We're going to talk about frogs. But first, I'm so happy to be joined right now by Bob Bavesi, who was the owner of the team when it moved to Everett and they became the Aqua Sox. Obviously, Bob and his wife, Margaret, they owned the team together were integral in choosing the nickname for the for the Everett Aqua Sox. And so we're going to talk about that. But first of all, Bob, thank you for being here. No, it's my pleasure. What a treat. Thank you. Oh, thank you. How how did it come to pass that you were the owner of this minor league team in, in Everett, Washington? Well, thanks so much, Paul. Thanks for having me. So this is fun to sort of uh, think back on this. Um, my my family's been involved in the game, and my dad at the time was running the San Diego Padres, and I was in college, and I graduated in 1976 from college, right when uh, free agency was starting. And as my older brother Peter s- said one time, he said, uh, "We were all we we have two very important pieces of paper to get into baseball: our college diploma and our birth certificates." <laughs> and so I was able to get, get a job in, uh, in in the front office there at the Padres, as sort of a gopher in the minor leagues minor league department. But but I got to know the minor leagues. But more importantly, uh, the game changed almost immediately then with free agency. And so I I went to law school, and my intent was after practicing law for while to get back in the front office but i happened to see an article in the sporting news about uh minor league baseball teams that they were actually making money which truly was unheard of in the <laughs> in the early uh 80s for sure mid 80s and uh, so anyway we lost our minds and decided to buy one but we couldn't really afford one even though they were almost giving them away then so we had to really uh, get our pennies together and we ended up buying one of the only two unaffiliated teams in the country. And being unaffiliated from Major League Baseball meant it was just a license to lose money. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, but before we made the offer on what was the Walla Walla Blue Mountain Bears, the San Francisco Giants wanted to get into the Northwest League where the Walla Walla Blue Mountain Bears were. And they said that they would come with us wherever we might be, whether it be in Walla Walla or not. And uh, so when we bought the team at the end of the 83 season, we looked around and we decided after much looking around to, to go to Everett, Washington, which is about, uh, well, I know exactly, it's 29 miles. It was 29 miles north of the Kingdom, and the Kingdom and the new stadium now is maybe a few hundred yards south of that. So we were the <laughs> closest minor league team to any major league market. Hmm. And uh, we look, and people said, you're going to get killed. You know, you're just going to get smoked because you're so close to a major league market. But in fact, we did, we did just fine, and, and the club has done just fine. It's been here now since... 
1984. And we owned it until about the year 2000. So we okay. were, we had it to about the year 2000 and we were with the giants, as I say, mm -hmm. and, and, and so our name was the Everett Giants. And uh, the uniforms looked like the San Francisco Giants, except for the hat, which had a big E on it for Everett. And interestingly enough, the San Francisco Giants, uh, our first manager was a guy named Rocky Bridges, uh, who played in the big leagues, just terrific. And his first, his given first name was Everett. So that was just a nice little bow that the Giants put on it. But <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so that was it. That's, you know, how we got to Everett. And uh, and then from there, we just, you know, we were just mom and pop running a minor league baseball team. Absolutely. So the year is, is 1995. You've been named for your parent club since, you know, since you moved to Everett. It's a longstanding premise of this podcast that minor league baseball teams named for their parent clubs are boring. There should be a constitutional amendment outlawing it. So you chose wisely to go with a unique nickname and you ended up with the Everett Aqua Sox. And I know yeah. that you were integrally involved in this. So can you talk about where the name Aquasox came from and this groovy, psychedelic looking frog with his tongue hanging out and all the logo full of gradient blends and this wacky colored yeah. brand that you all had? Yeah, that, that really is sort of fun to think about that. Well, what what really happened or what was the mover of all that was, uh, uh, yeah, the, I remember it was the uh, it was the team in Chattanooga that had the the lookouts, you know, with the, with the, oh, yeah. the eyes and then the, the, the guys who had the catfish, the mud cats. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. They were kind of the first ones that, you know, kind of do something. So it was sort of fun. I sure. think logo. at least that caught my eye, Yeah. but I wasn't going to change just to change. We weren't going to do that. Just to do that. So what happened was the Seattle Mariners, um, at some point in the nineties, you know, we're, we're going to move, they were going to move to Florida. They wanted a new ballpark and what have you. And what came out of that was a new ballpark here in Seattle, but also new ownership. And one day, and, and the ballpark in Everett is not large. And so we, and, and until we got the upgrade in Everett, which we got sort of at the end of our time, we would have to put people on the field, okay? So like opening night in Everett, Washington, our very first night, we had to stick people on the outfield, you know, on the warning track. And then we got to where we purchased this uh, cloth material that we put on the foul lines. And so if we sold out general admission, well then, hey, Paul, you know, you're welcome to sit out here on the field. And so you would go sit out on, you know, essentially on the grass on the, uh, you know, on the other side of the foul line. And uh, one day I was walking out there, you know, just sort of visiting people. And I saw one of the owners, the new owners from the Mariners. And he's cool. out there lying on my grass. And I thought, you know, any guy who's going to be out lying on my grass watching a ball game is a pretty good guy to know. So I got to know him better. And I got to know the new ownership group. And by that time, everyone in San Francisco who we had been with to start, they'd all gone. You know, it's baseball. People sort of you know, go through. So they, they're all gone. And so I thought, well, you know, uh, I'm going to go with the Seattle, the Seattle's now, because they were just, I, this, this young, this uh, uh, Chris Larson was the fellow's name just, just struck me. So anyway, we ended up going with the Mariners. Now that we're with the Mariners, we have the opportunity to maybe do something, you know, change. Cause I, you, cause then, cause by then I had come to your conclusion that that having the name would be boring right and and particularly if you're right <laughs> down the street so so now we're taking the paul caputo approach and we're going to now decide that we're going to do something so the first thing we did paul was was we we wanted we thought about the logo first as a matter of fact the name came at the very end it was all about the logo 
And so then when you look, we were thinking about the logo, we decided, well, we want something that we could anthropomorphize, if you will, you know, send that arms and legs. And, you know, mm -hmm. and if we were going to, you know, use this can of soda here, um, then I would figure out a way to give it arms and legs and the sure. face and that kind of stuff. So that was the mission. And at the time, you know, there, there, there was no internet shopping, you know, you weren't going online and looking for stuff. And uh, it just, you know, in, so this must have been like 90, if we did it 95, so this must have been 94, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, so Margaret liked to look at catalogs, you know, catalog shop. And uh, so she was looking at a catalog one night or and, and she ripped out a page and she said, how about this? Now this, we, we were, we've been going now for four months. We just haven't found anything that we liked. And so she, she tears us out and it's this tree frog. It's one of these central American tree frogs. And it's got the colors, you know, and it's cute. And it's got all the things that we thought kids would like, because we really were trying to appeal to kids. And so bingo, this is it. Now, how do we, how do we make this happen in Everett? Why is, why is there a Central American tree frog in Everett? Well, it turns out we do have some frogs around here, you know, during part of the year. So a little tree frog. So, okay, I'm in bounds there. And uh, we decided, oh, who cares if it's more colorful? And, you know, no one's ever said to me, hey, where did you come with this? You know, there, there's nothing to do with Everett. But, you know, it's a frog and we have frogs here and and that was that so 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 it, the frog or excuse, yeah the frog was really the the thing and then we went to major league baseball we decided to use their artists okay okay and which all that did was just cost us a ton of dough we should have just gotten the guy <laughs> next door to do it you know but uh but but because they, there was nothing special that came out of that as a matter of fact it was it it, it was so I, I said, okay, look, here's the frog. And we would send them, you know, photos of, you know, like out of, I don't know where we'd, we'd find. We sent them photos and they still couldn't quite get it. So we actually bought two of these frogs and we sent one of them to them. Oh my gosh. Get them a frog. They said, <laughs> look, this is what it's supposed to be. Okay. It's showing up on your doorstep. And, uh, so, so anyway, so finally we got the frog and the way you see it now, except it looked mean it looked it looked mean but it, it mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we said we say hey, you know this frog looks kind of mean and they did one thing to fix it and they put a little dot of white in the eye and that made it the way you see it now okay and, uh and so now we have the logo okay now we now we need the name <laughs> And that was hard. And Aqua Socks, we that was really the the um, the final piece. We 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 named it at the end, okay. and uh, we decided that we wanted something baseball-y. So we hence the word SOX for socks. You know, after the white yeah. socks, red socks, what have you. And then we came up with Aqua because of all the water here in the Pacific Northwest around where we're at. So that was sort of that. And then, um, and then they put all that together. And then the other problem was we wanted um, the coloring we wanted was not was new. It was it was a new color. The blue was a new color. One of the yeah. blues was a new color, and that then. Uh, it took a little bit more time because one of them didn't who didn't want to do it oh the uniform guys they 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 oh. didn't want to do it we said well <laughs> then we're going to we're going to go to rawlings you know or right. whatever we, right. and they said so that was that was a little we had a little pushback there but then they did it and the hat guys were great because yeah. when you when the, the hat is is a difficult logo because uh it as you point out when you started paul that there are gradients in it and yeah. you have gradients with thread 
you have to run thread over, a, you know, another sort of lightly to give this gradient. If you look at it up close, you'll see these threads that go over another color. But if you step back, you you know, you see it. And I suppose the biggest, uh, I was thinking then about this, that so we, we unveiled this and uh, I remember the, uh, what do you call it, trainer had put out all the uniforms and all the hats and all the stuff. And now that, you know, the players are going to go in the clubhouse the first time to get their uniforms. And they'd never seen this before. And I stood by the back door. I didn't want anyone to see me because I just was worried they were just going to flip out and go, what the, what the heck is this? You know, what are we doing? What are, who, who, who thought of this? Right. You no, know, they were great. They, they loved it. And then one of our, one of the uh, biggest, uh, a boosters was a guy named Woody Woodward, who was the general manager. Uh, he played for the Yankees. He was the general manager for the uh, Mariners at the time. And he wore the hat all the time. So you'd see him being interviewed on television for something about the Mariners. And there's the little frog on his head. So it was good. Yeah. So yeah. so being there in, in in that place, you know, and you talked a little bit about the reaction here, but from the from the community at large, when you when you when you have been named for your parent club, you probably have a sort of conservative identity visually and then to completely turn that on its head with this this frog that according to the press release by the way when i wrote the article in sportslogos.net there was a press release from 1995 that, that said that the the frog was equal parts pacific tree frog central american frog and brooks robinson do you remember oh, that oh, right i remember there's something <laughs> yes right that's right yeah right <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's the great thing about my minor league baseball is we can be we can be silly. And of course, time we figure, well, who's going to remember that? Well, right. Paul Caputo does. There uh, we are. <laughs> there we are. Twenty-seven uh, years later, right? Uh, but but uh, yeah, you know, I would say that uh, at the beginning the reaction was mixed. Yeah, I, I don't think you know uh, people around here because they were used to this. You know, what's why change? You know. You know, some people didn't want us going with the Mariners, you know, but I figured, okay, this is the time to make a change. We're going to go with the Mariners. We're going to change the look. We're going to do all this stuff. And and I also know from talking with other guys who've made the change, you do get that sort of that, oh, it's okay. There's, well, what am I trying to say? I'm, trying, I'm suggesting that there was no uh, great uh, outcry one way or the other, uh, you know, until um, time went on. And as time went on, we could see that we've made the right move. People liked it. You know, uh, the kids really liked it. It sold a lot, you know. Know, and during the time Major League Baseball, uh, they started licensing our logos and they would take the top 25 and put them at the ballparks, at the big league parks. And so we ended up uh, doing very well. As a matter of fact, I remember we sold the club, uh, I don't know, let's see if we did this in 95, say, so we had it for five years or so. So now we sold the club. We took the kids, our two daughters, uh, on like a little baseball road trip. We went to Detroit so they could see a ballpark like where their grandfather, you know, would have worked at, you know, during uh -huh. his time. And so we went there and boom, we saw people hands wearing, you know, uh, the frog and we were, we'd be in the airport. We'd see people wearing the frog. And so it really was fun. It was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, it's a really, I mean, it's a really fun brand and it's, you know, one that I've enjoyed for a long time. At the time of this recording, I'm going to be there next week, a, a week, nine days I'll be there for a game. I've been there once before. I ran the the Aquasox 5K. So the only Aquasox 5K, oh. the only, <laughs> yeah, the only, right. the only Aquasox t-shirt I have is the the one from the 5K. So I think I might just need to get one just for the team here. Oh, but, well, uh, well, good. Well, good for you for doing that. And uh, thanks for coming out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and we're looking forward to to being there next week. When this, by the time this drops, I will have been there again. So it's a uh, it's a Friday. It's an unusual Friday afternoon game that we're going to. So that'll be. Oh no, kidding! 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, those guys so, are doing a great job. They're Danny and those guys are just doing, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, we, when we sold the club, we weren't sure we were going to stay here. And the great thing about staying here is that um, everyone who's followed us has done a good job. Well, that's great. That's that's nice to be able to, to hear that and yeah. to know that this thing that you launched out there into the world is is still around. And uh, I hope it's around for a long time. I know that change is pretty, you know, change is the only constant in minor league baseball. And this, this logo has endured as the, as the as the minor league baseball logo landscape gets more and more wacky, this one has has endured. So I've been glad to see yeah. that. And you know, and the thing about it is, the other thing about it is, uh, Danny, they've uh, they've tweaked it. They've done some things to to tweak it. And also because he, you know, he's got arms and legs and face and all that. We we did a lot of stuff with the different characters. We I remember we had him as John Travolta, you know, staring at lightning, you know, or. Uh, uh, you can make him do different things in, in the um, in the you know the real world with mascots and all that, but also with your your merchandise and what have you. So uh, they've done a good job at it, and it's been fun to watch. So, well, I look yeah. forward to checking it out, Bob. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me. Where can folks find you online and on social media? You know, I'm I I don't do any social media. I'm an old guy. You know, I just I I and I and I'm afraid if I do, I'm going to spend all my time doing that. But <laughs> but uh, we're at we have Bavesi Sports uh, Bavesports dot com. Bavesi oh. Sports Partners, my brothers, and what have you. So if uh, yeah, no, I'd be happy to hear from your, your the many legions. <laughs> but I'm at uh, yeah. Our website is Bavesi Sports with an S on the end. My, my, my email is bob at bavesisports.com. Bob, this has been great fun. Thank you so much. I will check out bavesisports.com and look forward to to catching up with you sometime again for another uh, another conversation. And in the meantime, I'll, I'll look forward to getting out to an Aqua Sox game. Okay. Hey, Paul, thanks so much. This was a treat. What a guy. Thank you. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I'm I'm so happy right now to be joined by Danny Tetzloff, who is the general manager for the team. Danny, thank you for joining me. Happy, you know, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh man, absolutely. So I, I know that you were not with the team when they rebranded in 1995. That was a long time ago. You've been with the team since 2015, and so I'll just ask you as a as a relative newcomer. I mean, it's been what seven years that you've been with the team yeah. now. <laughs> what did the what were your perceptions of the brand of the Aqua Sox brand when you came in and uh, started working for the team? Um, I I thought it was a cool name and brand. I had seen the logo and always thought it was pretty unique and 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 interesting. Um, my background. I've been with a lot of different teams. One of them was the Casper Rockies, which was near Fort Collins, which was not anything crazy, but they did rebrand and become the Casper Ghost. Yeah. I was not there when they did that. But then I did work for a team that had a really good brand and logo and name, the uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. A great one. Fast forward to Aqua Sox. Absolutely. Know. So, yeah, let's let's hear it from you. Well, the, what What is – an aqua sock and and why is there a, a team in everett washington named for it well the the team came here in 1984 from walla walla washington and they play at everett memorial stadium which is a high school stadium and they moved here and he just wanted to be in a bigger market and everett's only 25 miles from seattle we're actually 28 miles to from plate to plate from our home plate to the seattle mariners home plate nice Maybe 28 and a half, but I always just say 28. And he had the team here, brought them here. We were affiliated with the Giants. And the easiest way in the past to name your team was to take the name of the parent club. 
Yeah. Boring. So we were the Everett Giants. Yep. From 80, well, 84 through 95. We became the Mariners in 95. So obviously a, a name change was in order. Bob Vavese, he is, like I said, a baseball guy. He loved the traditional baseball name that ends in socks, just like the Red Sox and the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And we have a logo that's on our on our batting practice hat that is a you're at the, it's a it's a pair of socks, but it's aqua socks like you'd wear if you're scuba diving or fishing, something like that, or beach combing, clamming, I guess. And the socks only have three toes because I guess frogs only have three toes. <laughs> Which is funny because the frog in your logo has has more than three. Five toes on one foot. Wow, I'm looking at it now. Five toes on the back feet and yeah. four toes on the front feet. That's I've never noticed that. That's really I funny. Mean, now I'm gonna put my glasses on and check you out. Right. <laughs> You've been working for the team for seven years. If someone asked you how many toes are on the logo. <laughs> That's five on the back, four on the front. Absolutely. Well, I'll have to look at a Brazilian you know tree frog now. And catch a frog and see. I need a I need a Brazilian tree frog to 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 go compare this to. So well, we jokingly say it's a Brazilian tree frog, but it, it's there are frogs that look like our logo mm-hmm. in the area. I've been, I was at a friend's house after I'd been working here two years, and now we were in the backyard having a picnic or a cookout, as I call it from the south. It's not a barbecue. Barbecue, you, you get at the barbecue stand, and it's chopped pork. But anyway, that's another story. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, there was these tiny little frogs jumping all around in their backyard, and and they had red feet, and they looked just like our logo. And I I, I actually got a couple on my hand and took a picture of it. Still got it on my phone. I was like, that's fantastic. They are here. Yeah. In 2015, I, I wrote uh, an article for sportslogos.net about the team, and I talked with your uh, longtime broadcaster, Pat Dillon. Yep. And I think he might have been actually reading from a press release from 1995, and he said that the uh, the frog is a cross between a Pacific tree frog, appropriate okay. to your region, a Central American red-eyed tree frog, okay. and Brooks Robinson. <laughs> have you heard okay. the Brooks Robinson part of that before? Uh, I, you know what? I, that's probably on an article that we have framed in our conference room. Maybe it's because uh, he's got the gloves, and Brooks had a very good glove. Oh, that could be. That could be a four a four fingered glove here, I guess. As a as a Mariners affiliate, you have a, a version of the logo that I really enjoy, which is the the old Mariners trident, not the uh, you know not the more recent ones that they've been using. They had the old Mariners trident shaped like the letter M. You all turned it on its side to shape it like the letter E instead of the letter M. And it's, uh, it's actually on the very most recent Helmet Sunday that I got for the collection uh, from Everett. That's the logo that's on it. Oh. So it's a really fun sort of tie to the to the Mariners affiliation. How important is that Mariners affiliation to to your brand? And obviously, like you say, 28 miles plate to plate. Uh, uh, it's extremely important. I mean, would we have baseball here without the Mariners? Sure, we would. But would our fans be excited and as passionate about it if it was the – I don't want to name any team because then I will sound like I'm poo-pooing a team. But <laughs> I mean, even if it was the Yankees, one of the most iconic teams out there, people here aren't clamoring for Yankees gear, even though there's more Yankee fans around here than I uh, sometimes can believe. But, um, you know, if we were the, the Atlanta Braves, the Red Sox, the White Sox, you name it, it wouldn't have the cachet as the Mariners. I mean – we get ball players that play here, and now that we're high A, they play here, and one year later they're in the bigs. And sometimes Absolutely. even that same year. I mean, 
Um, the Mariners have a pitcher named uh, George Kirby, who's a starter for us last year. Now he's a starter for the Mariners. They have another guy, Matt Brash. Kyle Lewis was rookie of the year in 2020. He played for us. But the big name that everybody knows now is Julio Rodriguez. He played here last year. And yeah. he had a he came out of the box at six game stretch that he hit five home runs. <laughs> um he just was and we have a net behind our outfield fence to catch all the fly home run balls to keep him out of the street. But that didn't stop Julio. He just he hit them all over the net. I mean, he hit some into the net, but he, yeah. his batting practice. Uh, sessions were pretty pretty impressive to watch because a fly ball for him a pop up for some guys would turn into a home run. He's a very powerful young man. He played here, so yeah, very cool. So, and now he just signed a massive extension with Mariners here, so yeah. it's uh, he'll be around a while. I hope. Yep, yeah, he broke the window of a uh, small Toyota Prius during batting practice one day and. The first time I've ever had a window get broken where the insurance company actually paid for it. <laughs> I turned it in. I told the poor person, I said, your insurance is probably going to need to pay for this. And she said, well, will you turn it in on yours? And I said, I'm not going to, but if you insist, I will. And I did. And my guys actually paid, which I thought was very rare. But nice. that was interesting. And we we got a resident guy that chases all the home run balls. And he, he wanted some of the glass from the Prius to put in the case with the baseball oh no it wasn't zach hampel i hope no as long as it's not uh noted uh, home run chaser zach hampel that's okay one of the other connections that you have to the seattle brand is that the the type on the logo is you know on the round l you've got the frog in the middle and then it says everett aqua socks around the you know in in a circle there that type is from the Mariners jerseys that they had in the 1980s. And so that's a that's a cool connection, too, that I really like. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's very, very close if you put them up side well, by side here. You mentioned the trident that's on our hat. It's, it's, it, we turn it sideways and it becomes an E. Yeah. That is our – obviously, the frog is on our home hat. That E is on our road hat. So when somebody's in – when they're playing down in Eugene or in Spokane – the guys are wearing a road hat that has an E on it. And yeah. They looks at it and Mariners fans know what it is. Yeah. And like you said, it's the old trident. They yeah. have updated yeah. it a little bit. It's perfect. It's a perfect use of that. It's such a clever use of turning that, you know, from an M to an E, but it's the, you know, very similar design wise. So that's uh, a really work that allows us to do that from the oh, Mariners. There's, okay. there's, there's trademark issues there. So we had to get uh, an agreement from them for us to use it. Yeah, that's great. That's very clever. I enjoy that a lot. It's uh, uh, so one of the other things I wanted to ask about with this with this frog in particular, and you know, understanding that you weren't there when it you know sure. came into being. I know that the the team has had an event called Frog Stock over the years, and yep. uh, the the frog has a certain sort of tie dyed quality about it. You know, in the article in uh, 2015 that I wrote, where I, when I interviewed Pat Dillon, you know, we were sort of joking about how it looked like maybe this frog had been licking its own hallucinogenic skin here. So it's, it has a has a little sort of bug-eyed, sort of wild-eyed look about it. Uh, and I love the connection to the, the the community, right? Like it's a soggy place, right? 49 inches of rain a year in Everett is uh, the stat that I had back in 2015. Mm. 30% more than the national average. So it's a pretty soggy place. I'm hoping that we have good weather on September 9. This is this, we're recording this in advance of September 9, but I'm going to be there 
uh, on September 9 with my girlfriend, Amy, and we're uh, we're hoping for decent weather there. It's part of a, a three-game trip that we're taking in the Pacific Northwest. So definitely looking to looking forward to getting back out there. It'll be my second time there. And so uh, you're going to come to our game, and what, then what, what's your itinerary after that? We head up to Vancouver for a Canadians game. Saturday? Saturday the 10th. It's a night game on the on the 10th. And then we'll uh, we'll come back Sunday for an afternoon Mariners game, and then we fly out Sunday night. Okay, so Sunday the Mariners game is probably one o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And You'll then we fly that. out at like eight o'clock that night. You're probably very very fortunate if this weather holds out. You'll see three great ballparks and have really great weather. Your timing is is fortunate. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> well, I'm certainly looking forward to that. I'll come by and say hi to you when we're up there, if that's okay. And I appreciate you taking a minute to to talk to me about the Aqua Sox. This is really one of my favorite brands. I'll be at the game, man. So all you got to do, yeah, I'll be here and and we'll look you. We'll definitely hook up with you. Sounds good. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate it. We'll uh, talk to you uh, in a, in a few days. All right, Paul. Thank you. Thanks all for right. having me. Take care. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm here right now live at Funko Field in Everett, Washington with Baseball by Design wildlife consultant Amy Burnett, also live at Funko Field with me watching the Everett this Aqua Sox. so great. How great is this? On a this Friday afternoon, day. there's a ground ball. The out of first base recorded. All right. I love it. So as our wildlife consultant for Baseball by Design, you're back. This is your second appearance as the Baseball by Design wildlife consultant with more to come. Yes. And since we're here watching the Everett Aqua Sox and we've got an episode already in the works on the Everett Aqua Sox, I thought let's talk to you about the Pacific tree frog and the Central American red-eyed frog to, to learn a little bit more about them. What's going to make them a, a great mascot for a baseball team? Why is a team in Everett, Washington named for tree frogs. First of all, Amy, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This is a great, this is a great day. What a beautiful day. We've got beautiful sunshine. We've got a ball game going on right now. We've got a ground ball to second base and the out at first. There I, you go. I wish you could see it because we're up really high in the stands and we were just down low and it's a little bit like being a tree frog because we can climb really well and uh, you get different views from wherever you are. That is, you're doing great work right now. I mean, that's that's really good right there. Well, so tell us, what is it about the, the tree frog, Pacific or Central American, that that uh, is going to make them a, a really good ball player? Well, I think that they have uh, kind of hidden talents uh, that they can use whenever they want to. They have these really sticky pads that make them great climbers. So uh, in baseball, that would be useful because they're very versatile. But they don't use their, the Pacific tree frog doesn't use their pads all the time. They actually stay on the ground more. But Central American red-eyed tree frog, those guys, they actually are climbing up and down and they're not on the ground very much because if you're, a, everything wants to eat you when you're a frog. Lots of yeah. snakes and things that are on the ground. That's so, what they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, if you're a Pacific tree frog, you're on the ground a lot. If you're a red-eyed tree frog, you're in the, in the leaves and the trees a lot just because there are a lot more things that can eat you. In, in the Central America area. And uh, you actually, the Central American red-eyed tree frogs have a toxic skin, so you don't want to lick them. Well, I think that's don't true. lick the frogs. That's true of every baseball player, too. Like, there's not, like, they, they discourage licking the, the ball players when you come to a game. Well, you might have to ask the players that before you <laughs> speak for them. That's a good point. You make an excellent point. So as we're sitting here at this game, the 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 wall in left field and center field and well really almost all the way into right field so the wall like two thirds of the outfield wall here 
has to be a good like 20 to 25 feet high. I mean, it's no green monster, but it is, I mean, we've got, we've got very large ads on the walls out there. It's like twice the size of a normal outfield wall. It really is. I'm thinking the, the Central American, the red-eyed frog in Central America, is going to make a great outfielder at a ballpark like this. Yeah. Where he might be able to scale that wall and bring back a home run that, that otherwise would, would leave the ballpark. Whereas so. the Pacific tree frog, that we know is also part of the, the identity here, is, is going to be... Uh, you know, m- more like uh, playing on the infield, right? Like if they're on the ground. But even though the Pacific tree frog uh, doesn't use its skills very often, it has just as great climbing skills, and it still has those suctiony feet that have a slime under them. As All the, right. uh, the so the two different kinds of tree frogs are great. Just one uses it more. So really, it's kind of like an outfielder that uses its jumping ability. But the infielders have to use that as well, especially if a ball is going to go right over their head, right? But, yeah. Oh, no, I said jumping ability, so that doesn't really, doesn't really apply. The Clemson Tiger and shortstop, James Parker. So maybe the outfielders don't get a chance to sort of scale that wall as often as they you'd think, but... It's imp- when they need to, it's important All right. for both species. Well, box. and it seems to me, so they might be really good at catching the ball with their sticky pads. Uh, yeah, I think so. But then they have to throw the ball. Yeah, then they might be stuck. Like, I'm thinking, <laughs> <Yep>. like, <laughs> I'm doing this motion where, like, this the is... ball is not, like, leaving the glove. It's yeah. just kind of stuck. So it's kind of like a slime underneath their pads, um, a sticky slime that helps them to stick on the wall. So okay. I don't know if Spider-Man had that or not, but these frogs oh. have that. There's also uh, the consideration here of if they're pitchers, are they doctoring the balls with the slime on their pads? Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because you don't know what that's going to do to the rotation of a, of a ball when you pitch it, if you've got that sort of slime. Yeah. All right. So what about these gigantic eyes that they have? They've got these big old red eyes that are reflected in the logo. Do they have, like, particularly good sight, or is it, you know, why, why do these frogs have these great big eyes? So I'm going to go on a limb here and say that the people who designed the logo thought that the red-eyed tree frog was more charismatic, and that's why they picked that one, even though it's not the frog that represents the region. Okay. But I think everyone forgives them for that because it makes their, their all their, you know, merchandise really so super cute. And, yeah. Uh, and it actually got both of us to buy t-shirts. So. Oh, it totally did. Yeah, we both bought t-shirts. <laughs> well, and they they have said that the, the, the logo itself is based on on both the Pacific tree frog and the Central American red-eyed frog. And so so the Central American red-eyed frog, red-eyed though, tree frog. the red-eyed tree frog, I'm sorry. That's See, that's okay. why you're the wildlife consultant right. and I'm the logo nerd. <laughs> so so what, what are the what's the advantage of these great big eyes? Do they have really good eyesight? They do, and they're nocturnal. So most nocturnal animals have big eyes. Okay. But in the, in the red-eyed tree frog, it actually does a second thing. It helps them <laughs> swallow their food easier. So kind of like a... Imagine a, a ballpark visitor trying to eat as many hot dogs as possible. These big eyes on the frogs actually help them swallow their food faster. That makes no sense. They blink and it pushes the food down their throat. But if you're like, look, if you're a ball player, a minor league ball player, and you're hitting that post-game spread, <laughs> a it may not be like that extensive, and b, you know, you got to get in there fast. You gotta, you know, you gotta make sure you get yours. So. So I'm thinking that maybe the red-eyed tree frog in some ways represents the uh, the crowd rather than the players oh, necessarily because yes. they're trying to eat all these hot dogs as, as quickly as possible right. before their kids you know get to them so. and you and i haven't eaten since breakfast and so i'm thinking it was only a few hours ago well yeah 
at Pike Place Market. That was a yes, great time, in huh? Seattle. Got that some was so amazing great. Chinese food for for breakfast. That was really pretty it incredible. It was kind actually. of fun to try different kinds of food that I hadn't. Yeah, I was yeah. like, when in when in Seattle, you got to try some different yeah. things. And went to this little mom and pop uh, coffee shop uh, at Pike Place Market. Uh, called, that's been around since fifty years. Yeah, yeah called, called Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That, we stayed in way too long of a line for Starbucks. That's we did, but it was the first ever Starbucks, and that was, was. kind of cool. It was cool. so worth it. it I'm sure it was fun. all Seattle natives we were standing there in line I'm with sure. too. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. I really liked the Ferris wheel. That was my favorite part of the morning. The Ferris wheel was pretty good. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know. Yeah, I like all the T-shirt shops. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you bought the whole <laughs> thing. No, you didn't. All right. So Getting, back to the frogs. Back to the frogs. I have another question because yeah. one of the distinctive features in this logo is the tongue. Yes. And so, what what's going on with this tongue? In the in the logo, the the frog is catching a baseball with yes. his tongue. Yes. Not something you see often on the actual like field of play. But what is the frog doing with his tongue there? You know, in general, the the Pacific tree frog, the the red-eyed tree frog, the red-eyed frog. What am I? What's it called? Red-eyed tree frog. The red-eyed tree frog from <laughs> Central America. What are you know? What's what's the functionality there of the tongue? Well, it's to catch prey. And so, obviously, it could hop to catch prey, yeah. but then it, that little hop would give it away, right? Okay. Because you didn't have it. Look it. Look it. That ball went right over our head. Oh, my goodness. Good thing it didn't, didn't hit us. So, the tongue... So, imagine if you're a frog, and you're looking at a grasshopper that's, you know, a couple inches away, and you're like, well, I could hop to that grasshopper and then stick on my tongue. Yeah. But it's going to it's going to hop away, right? The prey's going to get away. Yeah. So if I sit in one place and try to blend in with the surroundings and then I stick my tongue out as far as I can reach, I'm going to get that without, you know, it's the element of surprise, right? Yeah. And so you're going to be more likely to get the prey item. So kind of like an outfielder who has a big reach. So that oh. tongue is basically just a long, a long arm. Okay. So I, I'm imagining that if you're an outfielder, you need to be fairly tall and your arms need to be pretty long so you can stretch out and reach the, the ball with your glove. And that's going to give you the advantage um, as an outfielder. So you probably don't have too many short outfielders in baseball is what I'm thinking. All right. Now, now you've given me a research project. I'm going to go <laughs> check out the, a the average height of a Major League Baseball outfielder. Yeah. So basically, tongue is just an extension. It's just a, basically their arm is for grabbing things. Okay. One more last cool thing about the red-eyed tree frog is that when they lay their eggs on the underside of a leaf right above a pool of water. So when they hatch, boop, they fall into the water and they swim around as tadpoles. Huh. But what happens if a snake comes along and they're wanting to eat those eggs? Because apparently they're like caviar, like they're a delicacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. And like, we want to eat those eggs and so do a lot of predators. Yeah. So they can sense the vibration of a snake or another predator nearby and they can distinguish it from like another um, like thunderstorms and other natural vibrations. Wow. They know that it's a predator and they will hatch early Whoa. and then drop into the water. That is very and cool. And get away from predators. Isn't that cool that yeah. something that is still in an egg form can evade a predator. I think that's wild. That's that is crazy. That is incredible. And that I don't know that there's really a baseball application for that, but that is just a very cool it's fact. It's just a really cool thing. I mean, they just have that sixth sense. So maybe some baseball players just have that ability to be like, okay, this hitter is gonna just is going to, you know, he's 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 gonna bunt. Mm. And they can kind of just sense it. Or mm. this guy's gonna just slam it and I need to back up maybe. Yeah. Um so it might work, uh, you know, it might be one of those things that baseball players innately have and no one really knows. It just yeah. makes them more successful ball players. Who knows? All right. Yeah, sort of, you know, there's a combination of, of scouting, but also, you know, just an innate uh, sense for baseball there. So yeah. I, I, I think, can see it. I, I can see it. I bet recruiters have a way to, like, they're, like, <laughs> watching the players and going, okay, this guy has sort of, like, a sixth sense that we can't really put our finger on, and we're going we're gonna to recruit him for our team. This is like This is like the battle between, like, 
like Moneyball versus Trouble with the Curve here, right? This is the Sabermetrics versus the classic uh, baseball scouting. So, you know, yeah. what what is that actual sense based on? So, Ranger Amy, Wildlife Consultant for Baseball by Design, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for coming on and talking about tree frogs in both the Pacific Northwest and the red-eyed variety in Central America. I'll twist my arm. You had to bring me out to a live ball game to get this interview. That was and, really tough. And now we're going to go get some ice cream and a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is such a great time. I yeah. love this. I, Every love, I love broadcasting live from a game. Broadcasting live, not from the Helmet well, Sunday Hall of Fame. No, broadcasting live from the Aquasox Funko Stadium.